One, two, one, two. Uh, go. Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 180, June 20, 2019. 98 degrees on this day in 1933, and 41 was the low in 1992. And even if you had Aquaside clearing your beach in 1992, the kids would not have been swimming in a 41 degree temperature. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Murky on Production, Chris Reavers, director of social media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense. Your mayor, Joe Sushire. Positive Thursday. I'll say. You have challenges? Oh, yeah. Yes. And you got no chance. You're not pulling AOC nope, out, nope. I, I, that old bit out. That was, I agree. That, that was low-hanging fruit. So I, I have refused to go down the AOC route when it comes to Positive Thursday. The Supreme Court has ruled that a memorial cross in Maryland can remain on public land. Wow. I have uh, very little. That's, I have something coming up today that's even more positive than that. But I find this terribly positive. You guys will recover that, uh, recall that we've discussed this story. It was a World War I memorial, and mm-hmm. as, uh, as the population built up around the Baltimore area, the cross found itself in a public easement, and uh, the atheists uh, got in the 1959 Pontiac ambulance hearse and raced to the scene and, mm-hmm. and said, this is an affront to my uh, sensibilities. And uh, the Supreme Court says, no, it can stand there. It can stand there. Now, what, what I found really interesting, uh, the first piece that I uh, read was a CNN piece. And I thought, there's got to be better coverage in this because the CNN piece basically, not basically, featured only Ruth Bader Ginsburg's dissent in a 7-2 ruling. So CNN, I mean, it, because it, it, it would fit their template to be opposed right. to that cross. Right. So their, their, their story, it says, The Supreme Court said on Thursday that a 40-foot cross on public land in Maryland that was built to honor fallen soldiers in World War I does not violate the separation between church and state. Of course it doesn't. It can remain standing. In the second paragraph, Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg dissented from the 7-2 ruling in the case and took the unusual step of reading her dissent from the bench, and then they, that, was, that, that was it. That was CNN's story. So I thought, well, i got to look around. What would you find? So I went to Fox. Uh, the Supreme Court ruled Thursday that a Peace Cross War Memorial on public land outside Washington, D.C. can stand, determining in a 7-2 decision that it does not violate the Constitution. Residents of Prince George's County, Maryland, and the American Humanist Association had sued to have the cross taken down, and the American Legion, whose symbol is also on the memorial, intervened to defend it while the residents and the American Humanist Association claimed that a cross memorial on public land violated the Constitution, the court determined that factors including the history of the memorial support the idea that it is not religious in nature. For nearly a century, the Bladensburg Cross has expressed the community's grief at the loss of the young men who perished, its thanks for their sacrifice, and its dedication to the ideals for which they fought, Justice Samuel Alito wrote in the court's opinion. Alito noted that while the particular cross does not serve a religious purpose, removing it because it is a cross would be a religiously charged action. 
It has become a prominent community landmark, and its removal or radical alteration at this date would be seen by many as not a neutral act, but as a manifestation of a hostility toward religion that has no place in our Establishment Clause traditions, he wrote, quoting Justice Breyer's concurrence in the 2005 decision in Van Orden versus Perry. Don't I love Supreme Court stuff? I really do. Well, the court, they have rules, and they play by the rules. The court's decision reverses the Fourth Circuit Court of Appeals, which ruled that the cross was unconstitutional. The 7-2 majority on—this is Fox now. It, I, you recall the CNN story. Mm-hmm. Yep. It was, mm-hmm. was nothing. The 7-2 majority on uh, Thursday cited the structure's historical nature in its narrowly drawn decision, saying the Latin cross design reflected the nationwide tread at the time it was erected to honor war dead with community monuments. The cross was associated with World War I, and the court noted that the U.S. used it in military honors, such as the Distinguished Service Cross in 1918 and the Navy Cross in 1919. The Bladensburg Peace Cross, as it is known, sits in a traffic circle in the Washington suburbs. It honors 49 local World War I soldiers who died in battle overseas. Its supporters, including the Trump administration, said it was created solely to honor those heroes and is secular in nature. Opponents called it an impermissible overlap of church and state since it is controlled and cared for by a Maryland Parks Commission. The court noted that while the course has its while the cross has its roots in Christianity, it currently appears contexts that are indisputably secular, such as trademarks for Blue Cloth, Blue Shield, Bayer Group, and certain products from Johnson & Johnson. Let me read that paragraph again because I didn't get it. The court noted that while the cross has its roots in Christianity, it currently appears contexts that are indisputably secular, such as trademarks for Blue Cross and Blue Shield, Bear Group, and certain products from Johnson & Johnson. In other words, in other words, the cross has become secular in certain right. advertising or What's packaging. What's the Johnson & Johnson reference? I get I, the Blue Cross, Blue Shield, but I, I don't get the Johnson & Johnson. Logo. I don't know. I'll look it up. The court made a distinction between keeping established monuments with religious symbols like the Peace Cross and erecting new ones, saying familiarity itself can become a reason for preservation, and the passage of time gives rise to a strong presumption of constitutionality. Wonderful. 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 And they do mention uh, Ginsburg's dissent at the very bottom of the story. Ruth's uh, dissent was just as a Star of David is not suitable to honor Christians who died serving their country, so a cross is not suitable to honor those of other faiths who died defending their nation. Uh, the, uh, and she was joined by uh, Sonia Sotomayor. The dissent claimed that by having the peace cross on a public highway, the government elevates Christianity over other faiths and religion over non-religion. And, the, and seven of her colleagues said, no, you're wrong. I'm not, I'm not happy because a, a religious symbol with which I'm terribly familiar has been preserved. That's not the cause of my no. relief. Right. Uh, and, and I, I, I'm not happy uh, because, uh, because a religion with which I'm terribly familiar has apparently triumphed. Because the court itself said, this is not a religious in nature. It's become secular in nature, even though we know it honors the, the right. dead. I, I'm, I'm just relieved— that common sense prevailed. prevailed. Yep. We just saw some decency, just some common sense. That's not even a, a, a pushback. That's just these are what are, the, as you've always said, your words have meaning, mm-hmm. and we need to abide by this in the court. This is what it, this is, what it is. Well, what, what, what else it does, it says to the offended, you being offended has no basis of merit. Right. You know, the, these 
these do-gooders who complain and then hooked up with the atheists mm-hmm. and the humanist society, they said, well, we're offended, but your, your, your being offended has no grounded merit to it. Because in order for you to be offended by it, it would have to be an example of Congress having established a religion. Congress didn't establish a religion. Nope. Some people back in 1925 put up a cross to remember 41 locals who perished overseas. That's not Congress establishing a religion. So the relief for me is, and we, we're not, we're, these are few and far between. The relief for me is, <laughs> the relief for me is the umpires, they're the umpires. Yep. The umpires said, you, uh, you can't review this play. You have no grounds mm-hmm. for being offended. So it's a slap in the face to everybody who succeeds complaining about something and they're winning. This time the umpire said, no, you, you have no basis for your being offended. The umpire said, you're out. You're out. <laughs> I think it's fabulous. It just it, And we don't see it enough. You it doesn't it happen is, enough. It's, isn't it kind of shocking? As sad as that is to say. Uh, well, you know, the other uh, WTOP in Washington, D.C. had a great piece on it. And... Uh, they say, uh, before arguments in the case, it seemed that the memorial supporters, including the Trump administration, had the upper hand based on the court's conservative makeup and its decision to take up the matter. On Wednesday, even liberal justices Elena Kagan and Stephen Breyer suggested that they could join a narrow ruling upholding this memorial. Uh, Kagan noted that the cross is a symbol linked with soldiers killed in World War I. When you go into a World War I battlefield, there are stars of David there, but because those battlefields were just rows and rows and rows of crosses, the cross became, in people's mind, the preeminent symbol of how to memorialize World War I dead, she said, adding that there are no religious words on the Maryland cross and that it sits in an area with other war memorials. She asked, so why, in a case like that, can we not essentially say the religious content has been stripped of this monument? Breyer, for his part, asked a lawyer arguing for the cross's challengers what she thought about saying that history counts and that we're not going to have people trying to tear down historical monuments even here. What about saying the past is past, he said at another point during the arguments, conducted in a courtroom whose freezes include depictions of Moses and Muhammad. And that began, as always, with the marshal's cry, God save the United States in this honorable court. The court's challengers challengers include three area residents in the District of Columbia-based American Humanist Association, a group that includes atheists and agnostics. Then they they came up with their tired, tired argument that because the cross is on public land, it violates the Establishment Clause, which it does not. The Supreme Court, just the umpire, just said, no, it does not. So they're just walking around D.C. looking for well, people their walk next, all over the, over the country looking seat. for the next. And yeah. again, they're not satisfied with the ruling because it doesn't fit fit what they demand. Right? Yeah, but you know what? <laughs> there ain't no appeal now. No, you went to the highest umpire in the land, the and the umpires have spoken. Is down. Uh, I just, I'm just, uh, I couldn't be happier. And again, I'm, it's not because I'm. It's not because some symbol with which I'm familiar has been preserved. That's the key. It, uh, this isn't a gloat. This is not a gloating thing. It's, it's, this isn't a Catholic thing or a right, Lutheran right, thing right. or a Muslim thing or a Buddhist thing. This is a common sense thing. And on Positive Thursday, it, it, uh, this news could not have been delivered in a more timely fashion to the mayor's office above <laughs> the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake. Mm. 
Next stop, the 1950s. The Minnesota Street Rod Association's Back to the 50s Weekend. The biggest car show in the country. Rods, customs, collector cars at the Minnesota State Fairgrounds. Presented by Napa Auto Parts. It's all happening June 21st through the 23rd. Enjoy live music, an arts and crafts fair, the ladies showcase, kids world, and a pinup contest. Discount tickets at Napa Auto Parts. More details at msra.com. It's officially cigar season here in Minnesota. Whether you're fishing, golfing, sitting around the fire, or just hanging out in the garage, there's nothing like a good cigar. And Sodi's Cigar and Pipe in Stillwater is the place to get them. Go to Sodi's to buy your cigars, and it's more than just a purchase. It's an experience. It's a beautiful shop with a huge humidor stocked with a wide variety of cigars. But the best part is the smoking lounge. It's separated from the purchasing area and has a state-of-the-art ventilation system. So you can go in, smoke a cigar, and walk out without carrying the smell with you. The guy Guys at Sodi's Cigar and Pipe have the knowledge to pick out exactly what's right for you. Even if you're a novice picking out something for a bachelor party or a wedding, maybe you're a bit more experienced. In that case, you should look into joining Sodi's Club, a special membership where you receive a personal cigar locker in the store and a 15% discount on all merchandise. Located right off of Highway 36 on Osgood Avenue in Stillwater. It's the last light before you head over the bridge. Hang a right on Osgood and you'll see Sodi's Cigar and Pipe immediately on your right. Also find them at Sodi'sCigars.com. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. Got to tell you something about Grundhoffers. Guy came into, uh, Spencer reported this to our guy Ben here. Yeah. A guy came into Grundhoffers Monday. Sure. From Kalamazoo, Michigan. He's a big GLer. All right. In fact, I'm going to say hi to Peter Rauch from Kalamazoo, Michigan. In town, you know, visiting family perhaps or in town to. No, he drove, he drove from Kalamazoo directly to Grunhofer's, loaded up the car with meat. He introduced himself to Spencer, mentioned the podcast, bought his meat, then got back in the car and drove back to Michigan. Shut up! Uh-huh. Holy uh-huh. shit! I'm talking about Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in uh, the north end of Hugo, right on Highway 61. And uh, right now, buffalo and elk patties, flat iron skirt and hanger steak, Ooh. beef short ribs, sliced jerky meat to make your own jerky, and chicken brats. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, what is that? Buffalo and elk burgers? Yeah. Yeah. Aren't you a buff- very healthy? You're a beef short rib guy. Uh, l- yeah, 100%. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. Short ribs? Short ribs. I love short gotta ribs. Gotta slow cook them. I know. And, and you know, ben, you're a bad uh, waiter. Spencer's, no, <laughs> bad Spencer, waiter. Spencer's a, a, a professional meat cutter. He'll tell you how to cook Man. them. You got questions. That's the other th- great thing about Grunhofer. Everybody that works there knows how to cook this stuff. And, uh, of course, they're famous for the 130 brat flavors. Uh, these are pork brats. They're wonderful. They're lean. You do not boil them. You grill them and have your own grilling brackets over the summer. Yeah, I'm going to have to get up what there. What a great story. Guy drove from Kel. I mean, he's a GLer, too. Let me tip my hat to him again. Peter Rauch, R A U C H. I'm going to do that. Kalamazoo. Say hi to Peter Rauch from Kalamazoo, Michigan. Zoom, Michigan. Uh, absolutely. That's fantastic. Wow. That's to, uh, fantastic. They are your old fashioned uh, butcher shop. You know what we're going to do? We're going to ruin Grunhofer's business. Why? He's going to have to go into the drone business. Ah, I think so. He's going to have to get drones, so. he's going to have to get cargo planes. He's going to have to get UPS and yes. FedEx and refrigerated it, trucks. I know and, it's difficult, but I think he's going to really have to do. Yes, that. you in the back. I just did the route. What was what was the gentleman? Kalamazoo. What was the gentleman's name again? Uh, Let's give because this deserves extra airtime here. His name is Peter Rauch. Now you got R A U C H. You got to go south of the lake. 
Oh, yeah. You go to Big Lake to go around. So you go through Chicago. Yep. A little heavy traffic right now. I think so. 11 hours and 23 minutes from Kalamazoo, Michigan to Hugo, Minnesota. Wow. (laughs) Wow. That's That's one way. That's how good the Spencer Grunhofer shop is. Old-fashioned meats. Thanks to a suspicious bank manager, a Texas man charged with trying to scam a Roseville woman, 87, did not scam her. Here, here. Now, this is a pretty interesting story. This is a Sarah Horner story in the Pioneer Press Mm -hmm. today. An unexpected knock on an 87-year-old Roseville woman's door Monday led to a ruse that nearly cost her $2,500. I went through this about three years ago. Did you pay? I'll, I'll explain when you're done with your She story. found a stranger on her doorstep and two more men she didn't know standing outside a white truck parked in her driveway. The one in her driveway told her they were in the area from Texas to do work for an asphalt company and oh hoped to make God. a little extra money cleaning siding for homeowners. This is according to a criminal complaint filed against that fellow Wednesday in Ramsey County District Court. The woman agreed and the men got to work. We don't, you know, did she agree because she's 87 and maybe thinks, geez, I better have my siding right, cleaned, right. you know. A short time later, the man appeared at her door again. Some of her siding was loose, he said, but not to worry because they'll repair it for 50 bucks plus the cost of materials. Again, she said, well, okay. Sounds like a good deal. More time passed and the man knocked again, this time to tell her she owed them $2,400 for their services. The loose siding had required 30 units of, 30 units of glue to repair, he explained, and no, they wouldn't take a check, only cash. Only cash. Wow. Well, Grandma still doesn't get it, you know. She didn't have any money, uh, and the and the the bad guy, cash the hand. bad guy's name is Harry Stephen Jones. He looks like a punk. He looks like a punched. guy that would, would tell you he worked for an What's up, company. loser? Yeah, and so uh, Jones rode with the woman to a U.S. bank branch inside a Lunds and Byerly grocery store at Snelling and County Road C, Look so she me. could get the cash. My my fists are clenched. Yeah. I'm so angry. <laughs> that's I, that's that's when Harry Stephen Jones's scam started unraveling. At least that's the account outlined in the complaint, charging Jones with one count of felony-level theft by swindle. No attorney was listed for him in court records, and he could not be reached for comment. A bank manager who interacted with them at the location thought something was fishy when the elderly woman told him she needed 2500 bucks in cash to pay a man standing next to her who had marks on his face and missing teeth, the complaint said. Yeah. Suspicious. The bank manager called the coppers. Thank God. Jones took off running, but police spotted him in his white truck with a Texas license plate and arrested him. He was charged after officers went to the woman's home and discovered no work had been done on the residence. Right. What'd they do? Tell her this, the yep. BS, then sit in the truck? Yep. And then just That's exactly what they did. Found, hey, get your hammer out. The tree material was found in the gutters, for example, as well as dirt on the siding windows and doors, the complaint said. Uh, Jones has past convictions for exploitation of an elderly person in Texas, as well as three theft convictions, authorities said. The case, ser- the case serves as a... T- this is positive, by the way. Yeah. Just positive. Because he got yeah. caught. Right. It's positive, positive the Thursday. The bank manager was aware. Because yeah. 99 times out of 100, this guy doesn't get caught. Well, there's really... What did you just say, Rook? Because the bank manager was aware? Yeah. Aware of his... Uh, was aware. Well, I, I have a comment about All that. Right. Oh, All right. Okay. Uh, the case serves as a reminder to be on the lookout for so-called home improvement scams. Uh, the coppers see these every summer. Uh, the woman is thanking the bank manager for stepping in and urge others to do the same when they spot suspicious activity. Uh, this case would have had a very different outcome if he hadn't been so vigilant and trusted his gut and called us, according to the police, meaning the bank manager. 
Uh, there's no evidence, not enough evidence to charge the other two guys who accompanied Jones to the woman's house. Uh, <laughs> you know what the guy did, the bank manager? He profiled. Good. Yeah, he, he did. absolutely did. See, he got he was judgmental. The guy had the bad complexion and no teeth. He was judgmental. I think that the better, for which we get accused of being horrific for being judgmental. Don't you think the better word is instinctual? Is that well, a word? Sure, but he still was. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'd be the same way. Sure, but I'm glad he. I'm glad he profiled. Yeah. But because he was right. The way this story normally ends is. He doesn't do it. She leaves, and it makes the news because she's out the cash. Right. So we that's to, why this is such a great end. We had to take Grandma out of the house because of a story like this. Oh, yeah. Because she just couldn't, you know, the same thing. She got scammed. And it was, it, and I, that's why I, there is a special place, and you know where, for people that scam. You can say the word hell. Texas? That, oh. that, that, that scam the, vulner, the elderly and the yeah. vulnerable. Yeah. Oh, I hate those people. I'm with still getting passion. mail from my mother, and she died in April of 2016. <laughs> I she didn't get scammed by a door-to-door guy, but there wasn't a charity she didn't give money oh to. Gosh, sure, yeah. I mean, I, the, like the a dollar, dimes, not a lot yeah, of money. The March I, of Dimes are the brothers. And, of the... and so I'm still getting mail from Indian reservations and missions and uh, NRA, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Supreme Court, and on and on and on and on. Her rationale was, well, as long as I'm smoking, I'm going to spend as much money as I do on cigarettes on these charities. Because <laughs> <laughs> she has a big off. heart. That's, That's right. a trade-off. So but, yesterday, speaking of this, I'm, I, I swear this is not a long town ball story. I promise you it's not. It better not be. I stopped for gas before my game at the Big Steer right off 35 at the 19 exit. Whatever. Do it all the time. Yeah. It's a bu- there, there, I know where it is. It's on the way to St. Olaf. So there's a gi- it's a giant gas station. Pull up, start fueling up. There's a guy I can see lurking. He's going up to every car. Hey, I'm just I'm traveling. I I just need can, I don't need any money. Can you pay for a little bit of my gas? And I finally said, "Okay, I'm going to call this guy on his BS." I said, "Where are you traveling from?" "Oh, out of state, you know, me and I and I looked I said, "Why do you have Minnesota plates then?" Yeah. He uh, turned around and yeah. and left. And I thought, there's just so many of these people. That's Remember? that's what they spend their day doing is trying to scam people. Remember your scam? What uh, was your scam? Target? Oh. I need, uh, what was it? I'm a, I'm out of gas. And you you called him out on it. How did it? What, what? No, I thought he said his battery need charging. Yes, that was it. His battery was dead. Yeah. And then, uh, boy, I, I, I'm trying to piece it back. I, I got out of it somehow, but it led to a call. It led to a call on the show from a guy who said he was at the same location, and he was approached. Story. He was approached by some guys. Oh, you remember the call, Rook? Yeah, I'm looking it up right now. Oh my God, it was wonderful. So the same guy that called the show was in the same situation you were, right? But years previously, and it ended up being a hilarious call because the guy, uh, I don't know. He, are, can you actually find that? Uh, uh, I'm trying to remember what I called it. Uh, and um, But the guy was so dumb. The Good Samaritan was so dumb, he ended up driving this guy to his house. No. And I can't remember the details. I can't remember why he took the guy to his house. How long ago was it? Not In a time long. where you oh, could we trust were... someone? No. That Hell long no. ago? Okay. No, no. no, it wasn't that long ago. But it's stories like this creep preying on this old woman... Why people are afraid of the doorbell. No, but it's the millennials who are afraid of the doorbell. This old gal probably was so excited that somebody rang the doorbell, oh. she ran to the door. Oh, that breaks my heart. But but this is a positive story. It is a positive story. Because you had, you had an engaged 
employee of the bank. That, he he was vigilant. Yes, yes, he was. Was doing his duty. So you said in the initial story that that this was this guy acting alone or did he yeah, have an there were accomplice? Two other guys. That's what I thought you said. Cian Bucket. He had two other guys, uh, but not enough evidence uh, apparently enabled to uh, to nail them. Right. Oh, those are the worst kind of people on the planet. Uh, but it's yeah. positive Thursday. Yeah. Here we yeah. go. Yep. It's positive Thursday. Hail the flashlight king. Hail you. I seem to recall Royce saying that he throws his aluminum cans in the garbage so that they can go to the landfill and provide employment for aluminum miners in the future. I am creating mining jobs. Seems that those who leave their Coke cans on the shores of Lake Hiawatha are doing a similar service. They are providing the conditions to allow (laughs) artists to receive grants and no longer be starving artists. See, that's positive. In addition, big corporate public relations folks have additional work to do. Even newspaper columnists benefit from the trash by the lake. You really need to see the positive of all this, Joe. On a related or more serious note, the trash was actually in the lake, not near the lake, as it comes from the storm sewers, which drain into the lake. Oh. See the video Sean Connerty made, and uh, John in Burnsville linked me to uh, a video. So uh, th- all of that's well and good. It doesn't diminish the fact that uh, you had an artist there who wishes to hold the manufacturer accountable for the trash instead the of the behavior. slop. Yes. Instead of the slop. You can tell Moron that we're moving on. He doesn't have to find that phone call. Huh? <laughs> He's trying to find it in the old... Did you find it? In the GL archives Take section. a break. Take a break. Oh, okay. Everything's been moved. Yeah. Ah, I gotcha. Have you noticed the consolidation happening to commercial insurance agencies today? This is Patrick Ricey for the Canopy Group. The big just keep getting bigger, and you and your business continue to get passed around until you become a dreaded house account. You have been consolidated. All of this was done to you without your control. Get options and take control of your company's insurance program. Have the Canopy Group help you gain a commercial insurance strategy that makes your business more attractive to the insurance industry. The more insurance companies that we can get interested in your business, the more competitive your pricing will be. If your business is renewing in March, April, or May and is paying less than $80,000 in premium, don't accept being a house account. Get the attention you deserve with the Canopy Group. Visit thecanopygroup.com or call 800-967-3389, 800-967-3389, The Canopy Group. Don't miss MSRE's Back to the 50s weekend at the Minnesota State Fairgrounds, June 21st through the 23rd. Discount tickets at Napa Auto Parts. Ride free to the event on Metro Transit. More details and transit passes at MSRE.com. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Souchere. Hey, GLers, the boating season is really just now getting underway, and I want you to visit any of the four Rapid Marine stores. This is a family business, and they've got a great, great line. Everything from fishing boats to pontoons to speedboats, they feature Glastron, Mercury, Ranger, and Lund. I've always, uh, Kenny and I agree on this, I have always been... uh, I've always been in favor of Glastron. I think in that class of boat, the fiberglass speedboat, the Glastron has always been the most stylish. It has always had the most stylistic cues of of that of that niche of boats, and they're just fabulous. I used to own a, a Glastron back in the day, an outboard, and I would love to get another 
last run. Well, see, as a novice of boats, that's why I would want to go here, because they would teach me all this stuff, wouldn't they? They're very helpful. Four locations, Ham Lake off Highway 65, Shakopee off uh, Highway 169, and yes, they're open during construction. Rogers off Interstate 94, and St. Cloud, uh, St. Cloud Sauk Rapids off Highway 23 east of St. Cloud. And right now, if you mention Garage Logic or my name, they'll throw 250 bucks off your boat purchase. Bam. And uh, you're dealing with the world's largest lawn boat dealer, so over 250 lawn boats and pontoons in stock with $1,000 factory rebates on lawn crossovers. Just like the name implies, the crossover is the perfect recreational boat for the family, fishing, tubing, cruising, and lounging. Something for everyone. So get your family out on the water this summer at Rapid Marine. Family-owned. They've been around a long time. They've been in business since 1970 and owned by the same good people since 1978. Rapid Marine. The boat season is only now getting underway. Hearings are being held in Washington on the... uh, on uh, exploring the uh, possibility of providing reparations uh, to uh, black people. And uh, offsite, was it Kelsey who noted this? Yes. Uh, offsite, yes. uh, Chief Offsite Correspondent Kelsey uh, noted that, uh, who's the guy, Reeves? Burgess. Uh, Burgess Owens. Burgess Owens, the former NFL player. Uh, he does not want reparations. We've read some of his work in the past mm-hmm. here uh, regarding that topic. And... It's interesting. It, it the story made the front page of the Star Tribune, and they kicked they picked up the New York Times version of the story, exploring reparations. House digs into dark past, digging into America's dark past. Panel explores reparations. Burgess Owens, uh, the only mention they give of Burgess Owens was that he was jeered uh, when. He argued that black people could pull themselves up by their own bootstraps and that reparations might damage their psyches. Uh, We've become successful like no other because of the great opportunity to live in the American dream, said Owens, who is black. Let's not steal that from our kids by telling them they can't do it. That's that's a short shrift that Owens got in the New York Times piece. Mostly the Times piece was uh, featuring the people sympathetic to the idea of paying reparations. But I want to play you this speech because, uh, and then uh, I'll tell you something uh, I, I, that I picked up listening to it. Mr. Owens, you're recognized for five minutes. Thank you so much for, for this opportunity. Um, I'm going to take a different tack from the beginning. Uh, we are at this point, this is not about black and white, uh, rich or poor, blue collar, white collar. We're fighting for the heart and soul of our nation. We have a very, very special country that started with the Judeo-Christian values that allowed every single generation to become better than the last. And that has not ended. That has not stopped. Until now, we're telling our kids a little bit something different, that they don't have the opportunities that we had. I'm going to talk about some ideologies. And when I talk about them, I'm not talking about people. People change. I used to be a Democrat until I did my history and found out the, 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 the misery that that party brought to my race. So when I talk about these ideologies, ideologies don't change, people do. We are fighting for the heart and soul of our nation against socialism, Marxism, and the evil that it has brought to us in the stealing of our history. Karl Marx said it best, the uh, author, the father of socialism, an atheist, anti-Semite, and a blatant racist, yet we teach his philosophy in our school systems today. 
He said it. The first battleground is rewriting of, of our history. You steal our history, you steal our pride in our past, our appreciation for our present, and our vision for our future. And every single urban city in our country is now experiencing that loss. Real quick history, because <clears throat> these are things that we're not taught. I'm blessed to be the great-great-grandfather of Silas Burgess. Came here in the belly of a slave ship. Sold in Charleston, South Carolina with his mother to the Burgess Plantation. An evil, evil man that drove my, my great-great-great-grandmother either to leaving her family of kids or uh, committing suicide. I don't know. She disappeared. But South at eight of age, age of eight, was blessed to be surrounded by men who believed in freedom. Even though they were shackled, they escaped. They went the southern route of the Underground Railroad, facilitated by white and Mexican-Americans. And he's made his way out south to Texas. He ended up being a successful entrepreneur, owned 102 acres of land, paid off in two years. Started the first black church, the first black elementary school. Pillar of his community, 18 kids, Christian, Republican, his first son was Alpha Omega, proud American, an example of what happens when any race, any culture is given hope, opportunity, and freedom. It didn't end there, by the way. The history of our black country, of our black Americans, has been stolen from us for decades, almost over a century. Booker T. Washington, 1882, began Tuskegee University. By 1905, it was producing more self-made black millionaires than Harvard, Yale, and Princeton combined. The 40s, 50s, and 60s, it was a black, country, a black community that led our country in the growth of the middle class, led our country in terms of the men committed to marriage, over 70%, now it's 30%. Led our country in terms of the committed to business ownership, 40%, now it's 3.8%. Men matriculated from college. We now have more, a higher percentage of men in, 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 incarcerated in college. It is, by the way, my degree was biology. And that, I learned a long time ago that slavery is not a gene in the DNA helix. It's our actions, it's our attitude, it's our belief. I do not believe in reparation, because what reparation does, it points to a certain race, a certain color, and it, and it points them as evil, and points the other race, my race, as one that is not only becomes racist, but, the, but also beggars. I do believe in restitution. Let's point to the party that was, that was part of slavery, KKK, Jim Crow, that has killed over 40% of our black babies, 20 million of them. State of California, 70, 75% of our black boys cannot pass standard reading and writing tests, a democratic state. So yes, let's pay rest, 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 restoration. Let's pay rest, restitution. How about a Democratic Party pay for all the misery brought to my race? And uh, those, after, after we learn our history, decide to uh, stay there, they, they should pay also. They're complicit. And every white American, Republican or Democrat, that feels guilty because of your white skin, you should need to pony up also. That way we can get past this reparation and recognize that this country has given us greatness. Look at this panel. It doesn't matter how we think. The fact is, well, it doesn't matter our color. We have become successful in this country like no other because of this great opportunity to live the American dream. Let's not steal that from our kids by telling them they can't do it. Thank you.
Here's what I picked up. Wow. He, Holy he, cow. He was saying it more eloquent, eloquently than I have, but I've been saying for years to black families, because we now know we have many, many black GLers who listen to the show. Yes. And practice GL. Quit telling liberals, stop doing me a favor. Yep. They're not doing you a favor, uh, particularly in the failed academy where you are seeing quite literally that peop- uh, children of color are treated as less than because low expectations have been placed on them. That as a parent of a black child, you should be irate, irate. Name me one favor that's been helpful to you. We're just, and here's Burgess Owens, who is who essentially is saying, uh, you Democrats, you've been harder on the black race in this country than anybody else. You pay it if you feel you have to pay it. And you people walking around who are white and you feel guilty, go ahead and pony up. But I don't want anything. I'm I've, just fine on my own. My, my family has experienced success, but he, say, he is right on the money when he's saying, you are telling black children that they don't have a chance. Well, that's what the left does to keep them right. as constituents. It's, it's abhorrent. It's pathetic. You are, and Burgess Owens, who might be a crackpot in many ways. Sure. Former, uh, what, Oakland Raider? Yes. He, uh, he is saying, don't you dare tell uh, black children they don't have a chance. And then, he, and then he cites his own great, great, great grandfather and what happened there. But that's what's happening. That's what's happening. Mm-hmm. How about this? In a, in a micro way, in a micro, a bit of a microcosm, these uh, unwise people in the St. Paul School Board changed, uh, removed the name Monroe because they, would, they, didn't, they wanted to protect uh, children of diversity from being in a school named after a slave owner. So they reduced that man's extraordinary career to only one thing. He was a slave owner. Right. And, and basically, basically what they're trying to do is create equal outcomes for these kids. And they're, and they're disabusing children of color, of competitiveness and achievement and entrepreneurship, because they're saying you can't do it without our help. B as in B, S as in S. So here comes a, a, a guy far more entitled, obviously far more entitled. The only man more entitled to talk about it than any white person would be somebody like Burgess Owens. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, they had much testimony from other, you know, Danny Glover went in there and did his theatrical crying and weeping about we, we deserve the money. No, you don't. No, you don't. Burgess Owens got it correct. Burgess Owens got it all straightened out. <laughs> Quit telling us that we don't have a chance. And that's basically the message you, these kids are getting in school. We're not going to punish you, uh, Robert, because uh, you've been uh, victimized by systemic racism. And uh, uh, just because you slugged uh, the assistant principal this morning, we, we understand. And, and, and for your punishment, I think you should go shoot baskets for 10 minutes. You just have diminished that kid. Plus now he knows it's okay to hit his teacher. It, you've just diminished him. You've said you are less than. That's the part I love the most about uh, Burgess uh, Owens' testimony. Stop doing me any favors. How about the stat he threw out there mm-hmm. that I found astounding? 70% uh, marriage? Mar- the marriage and, and, and in-home father. 70% mm-hmm. 30 years ago, it's 30% mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. That is staggering. Uh, it's, 
Yeah. I, that was positive, though. That's why we oh, played that. every bit of it was that's, positive. That's positive Thursday stuff. That's pushback right there. Pushback. And it's going to take wow. black people to do this. It's going to take black families to wake up and see how poorly your children are being treated, not by teachers necessarily, not by a specific teacher, but by an administrative ideology that has bought into this idea that uh, they're so guilt-ridden, apparently, and, and, so, uh, and so politicized that they believe uh, uh, children of color cannot succeed. So that's the message children of color are getting, which is B as in B, S as in S. Of course they can succeed. This but, after eight years of an African-American yes. president. But wait, d- doesn't that mean we just have to hire a racial equity translator? Yeah, we've got uh, that. Yeah. Administrator? Oh, you need about three or four of them. Sure. You need about three or four of them. And then rename schools into something absolutely nebulous and meaningless. English. Sure. Global Arts Plus, which doesn't mean anything, and I suspect it was not intended to. <laughs> it just doesn't mean anything. Global Arts What plus. is that? What and, is and, 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 and I won't be alive to see it, but we're headed this way. My grandchildren will be living in city number one, D County. Sure. Ooh. Yes. Ooh. Where are you Angelino, from? St. Paul. I'm, I'm in number seven. I'm in number seven. It's like Hunger Games. Well, don't tell me St. Paul. That was once unthinkable, that you literally would change the name of a city. Yeah. I don't think it's unthinkable anymore, unless you push back against these. All social justice is is a euphemism for undoing this country's history. That's all it is. You're slipping. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Whoa, 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 caught myself. Caught myself. Whoa. Take a break. Let me Saint regain. St. Paul is a great name. Hey, hey now. Love St. Paul. It's the Rook here for Thomas Liquors. Thomas Liquors is located in the heart of Matt Groveland, right on Grand Avenue and Pryor, and they are the place to go. Thomas Liquor, they're not just a local wine shop. They go international. I'm talking international, everywhere. As a matter of fact, Nick, who's Mike's son, was just in Portugal, and when he came back, he wanted everybody to know about the most popular drink in the country. It's a white port and tonic, and it will be on display at the bar from 2 to 6 p.m. at Thomas on Saturday. 2 to 6 p.m. at Thomas Liquor on Saturday. Listen, if you think gin and tonic is the end all, well, you're missing the boat here. This is wonderful. It's a great opportunity to go walk all up and down the aisles at Thomas Liquor. This is easier drinking, and you'll have a bottle drained before you can say, I think I'll have another. So come on down. For a little taste of what they drink in Portugal. And if you tell them the Rook sent you, you'll get a free bottle of wine along with the free taste. That is this Saturday from 2 to 6 at Thomas Liquor. So all day long at the tasting bar, you'll be focused on Spanish, Portuguese wines as well. And if at any time you say the Rook sent me, that free bottle of wine comes with your purchase. I can't think of a better reason to get down to Thomas on Saturday. Taste a bunch of wonderful wines. And you're a Spaniard for a day, huh? The wine sale's going on now through the 30th, and all wines are 20% off. No gimmicks, no exceptions. Come on down to Thomas Liquor, where people come by choice, not by chance. Don't forget to tell them the Rooks sent you. ThomasLicker.com. This Saturday from 2 to 6. Bobby Moeller. The Earth is not your mother. The Joe Suchere Show. Say, emailer Jim uh, Dudley has a great point, and I think it's a positive one, regarding these reparation hearings. He has the really positive thought this is the Democrats or the Salon's last stand. Because no, because I think, Jim writes, I think they're uh, starting to lose, to realize that they're starting to lose the black vote. 
Not to mention, this throws out the whole legal doctrine of the sins of the father cannot be assigned to the son. Wow. Mm. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's a great email. But do you really, do you believe that? Oh, I want to desperately. I I do too. (laughs) I want to desperately. Because that would mean that more blacks are... Look at the pandering. This, If you're a proud black American man or woman, wouldn't you feel insulted by this? I would. Absolutely, I would. This is ridiculous. Because you're sophisticated enough to go, they're just, they're messing with us. They're not trying to help us. They're pandering. Yes, that's exactly what they're doing. Oh, I wonder how much I should get. What a bunch of... This is Positive Thursday. Where's my check? How much? Why don't you issue me your challenge? Are you ready? Yeah. Oh, okay. You go first, Reeves? Sure. Uh, you guys are, I, uh, if I if I remember correctly, uh, you guys are both fans of Harry Potter, correct? You are yeah. because of J.K. Rowling getting over the You're Not Something. I'm not a fan. of. I read one to see what it was about. I didn't read them anymore, but I admire what she pulled That's off. That's a better way to, Harry to put it. Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire? Okay. She overcame the year nuts hump. That's right. She was in a streetcar in Scotland and said to her seatmate, I got an idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to invent this. Uh, what What is wizard. Harry? A wizard, a wizard. A wizard. You're a wizard. Crawls Harry. through a space and time. And he sa- and and, uh, and the, her seatmate said, you're nuts. And she got over the year nuts hump. I will watch this. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Is Here, this audio? There, There isn't, but there's two quotes in here. Mm-hmm. That uh, I think the mayor's going to struggle with. Rook, I've been sitting on this since Monday, and I was praying that he wasn't going to do this story. All right. Okay. Harry Potter fans flocked to Universal's Islands of Adventure theme park last week for a long, long wait. The attraction was the park's newest ride, Hagrid's Magical Creatures Motorbike Adventure. And some fans said they waited in line for up to 8 to 10 hours for a chance to ride the attraction once. Those who wanted to be among the first to ride before dawn, hours before the theme park itself even opened, quote, we will wait as long as we can before it before we have to go, said Selena Dune, who was visiting from Ireland. She told this to News 6 in Orlando. We just have to do it if it's open today and it's our last. We just have to. The $300 million attraction has been called one-of-a-kind. It moves backwards and forwards through the forbidden forest. Reactions on social media varied, with some visitors complaining about the excessive waiting times, but others declaring that despite arriving as early as 4.40 a.m., the ride was, quote, totally worth the wait. Here are two tweets that I've highlighted. This one's from Megan Brown. Quote, We've been in line for like 10 hours, and I may fall to the floor and sob after it's over. <laughs> the other one is from uh, Jennifer Sutherland, who goes by the Twitter name Teach Sutherland. She's a teacher. And she posed in a photo with her daughter. Quote, in line for Hagrid's Magical Creatures Motorbike Adventure, OMG, 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 we got here at like 7.15 a.m. and should be on the ride by noon. Totally worth the wait. Vroom, vroom. People waited in line for 10 hours to ride a... uh... This is easy. Oh, come on! This is easy. No! No, this is easy. With the exception of the use of the word like. Which is one of the main reasons I use the story. Uh, Parents were there together with their kids. They weren't spending. Oh. They weren't spending time indoors playing computer games. God. They they uh, found a, a great appreciation oh. in literature for the character, which means they've been reading the books, and it only stands to reason that uh, that hardcore fans 
uh, of the uh, of the series uh, would be uh, excited to see some theme park ride uh, based on it. God, I you, thought I had you. He's shutting you down. I, I find that I found that entirely all positive. All positive. Uh, it does suggest that people have a lot of time on their hands, <laughs> but uh, you know, there's no accounting for how you use your time. I know you're not a roller coaster guy. I used to be. I wouldn't get on one now. Ten. Hours in line. How's that different than people stood in line the other day in a Target checkout line when the computers crashed? They didn't think to put their paper towels down and leave. And just go. They stood there <laughs> for hours. How is this different than uh, on Black Friday when people stand in line to get a big screen TV and right. they get there at 3 in the morning? Right. Oh, this was an entirely positive story. Entirely po- Brought families together, moms and daughters and dads and Okay, kids. wait. What was the big screen TV story? Said it there? No, no. Uh, the how was it? The apartment was on fire. Help me. I, this was a we had a oh, where a guy came out with his TV. The two guys, yeah, they had the big screen TV. Yeah, they were saving one thing. That's it. They were saving the big screen. All right, Rook, do you want to challenge me? I do. I'm waiting for my audio to come up yet. Uh, mm-hmm. I think this is after this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'll, I'll, let me start it out because that was that was not that was uh, that was not. I much really of, thought no, I had that, you. That wasn't much of a challenge. I didn't even think yeah. of the. The the whole part of the kids reading, I oh, should have thought sure, of that. Sure. See, I'm I'm po- it's positive theory. That's I, true. I can't. Well, uh, and you're the mayor. Oh, uh, it is positive theory. Well, you're finding that. No, can this I... this it should be right here. Okay. Right. Um, okay. Well, why are they doing this? Go ahead. Go ahead and continue. Let me reset it up. Well, let me tell you right now, the motorcycle riding season is here. Beautiful weather, beautiful forecasts, and uh, you can turn to DennisKirk.com for all your motorcycle needs. A Minnesota company. More than 160,000 products in stock. The guaranteed best prices. Fast same-day shipping. Satisfaction guarantee makes them the best in the business. And if you buy a motorcycle helmet or apparel item and you get female fun limitation factored on it or it doesn't fit or you just don't like it on your own, not a problem. DennisKirk.com will even pay the return shipping. You know why they're uh, careful about that? They want you to wear a helmet. So you can get a great helmet. From DennisKirk.com, and if it doesn't work out for you, they'll you send it back. They pay the shipping, and you get the correct helmet. Uh, let me tell you something. Order by eight o'clock today. Kenny's waited till seven fifty-eight p.m. just to check them, and they do it. He tests them. Order by eight p.m. today. You'll get it tomorrow. DennisKirk.com, and don't forget the Patriot Ride coming up Saturday, sponsored by DennisKirk.com at the Anoka County Airport. All right, here's. Uh, I'm trying to call up this audio, but it's not. Uh... It's, it's not performing Then let's well just me. move on. Okay, no, but here's what I have. Yeah. And I don't know how you will find a positive on this. Yep. Horns are growing on young people's skulls. Phone use is to blame, research suggests. The sort of strain required for a bone to infiltrate the tendon pointed uh, with, to people that have handheld devices, um, requiring the use of muscles at the back of the skull to prevent the head from falling to the chest. People are more sedentary. They have put their head forward to look at their devices. This requires an adaptive process to spread the load. New research in biomechanics suggests that young people are developing horn-like spikes at the back of their skulls, bone spurs, Mm -hmm. caused by the forward tilt of the head, which shifts the weight from the spine to the muscles at the back of the head, causing bone growth connecting to the tendons and ligaments. The weight transfer causes buildup. It's basically because of phone use Please tell me how this will be a positive. It, it's not you win because I don't care. Oh, okay. If a kid grows horns uh, because of the, of the phone, brain? I don't care. Back here by the ears? Mm-hmm. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. 
Yeah, back. Okay, I'll take the win. You win. Okay. You win. You know, it's really not, I'm not as joyful when I win. It's <laughs> I really know, not, I know. it's not that much fun. But I, I really don't care okay. uh, that uh, that kids that are growing. people look like freaks. Right, I, I really don't care. Why the way, what age? What age are kids allowed to have the phone? What's an acceptable age? I don't want to even talk about it because I don't care. I want to move on to Positive Thursday. 50? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Scott Mature, the chef out in Montana. Scott, sure. yeah. On Tuesday's podcast, the gang was discussing how a beer should be poured as well as the correct serving temperature. Proper, and I find this entirely positive. I got a lot of feedback on this, by the way. This email? The the beer temperature discussion oh, yeah. we had the other day. Proper serving temperature for any beer with a fuller body than a Pilsner from any country, any premium lager such as Stella Artois, Paps, Blue Ribbon, etc., is in fact around 50 degrees. I myself do not generally care for IPAs, porters, etc. Temp- at that temperature, but the flavor is at its peak at that temperature. 50 degrees. Okay. As for pouring beer, there is something that drives me crazy, and virtually no one in serving you a beer executes properly. Beer naturally generates a certain amount of CO2 through fermentation, particularly once it is sealed in a vessel such as a keg, bottle, or firkin, a nine-gallon wooden keg indigenous to Great Britain, or can. Additionally, beer is supposed to be carbonated. That's why CO2 is incorporated into it. How many times have we heard someone complain of flat beer? Yet many times in America, you are served a pint with no head and filled to the rim of the glass. This is far from respecting beer and how it should be served. Interesting. Another common complaint of beer is that it is filling. Well, it is, if not poured correctly. Pouring with a head releases enough CO2 so as not to excessively fill you up. Traveling throughout Europe and having sampled beer extensively all over Belgium, where it is the national beverage, I always received a beer with at least two fingers of head on top. This is the proper way to serve beer. And you will never hear Europeans complain of beer being too filling because they know how to pour it. Yeah. Wow. wow. The next time you receive a full uh, a beer full to the top with no foam or try this at home, drink down about a half inch. Roll up a paper towel into a small roll. Quickly dunk it all the way in your pint and immediately remove it. Watch as it looks like the Yellowstone supervolcano. That is all of the air and CO2 that should be escaping, but instead makes makes its way into your stomach. No wonder we think beer is filling. Pushing back with a proper pint, Scott Mature Executive Chef at Bucks Lodging and Dining. I want to do that experiment. Uh, next time I'm given a beer, take a, what do you say, take a sip off no, half a sip? No, he said, next time you receive a beer okay. full to the top yep. with no foam, yep. drink down about a half inch. Okay. Roll up a paper towel into a small roll. Quickly dunk it all the way into your pint and immediately remove it. Watch as it looks like the Yellowstone supervolcano. That is all the air and CO2 that should be escaping, but instead makes its way into huh. your stomach. No wonder we think beer is filling. Honey, I gotta try it one more time. I gotta give you an experiment. No, I know, I know. I got a really close friend who's been trying to tell me that. Yeah, you drink through the foam, right? Yes. So we actually have a listener. Is the foam the escaped CO two and air? Yes. So uh, Dan is a certified. He's the highest rated beer cicerone in the state. What's a cicerone? It's uh, a guy that. It's a cer- certification process. Uh, there's three levels, and he's one of the. He's one of only a handful. You of learn guys. more here by accident than elsewhere by design. Here, here. He's one of all, I think a handful of guys that have reached that level. So he's he's a beer expert. He's also a huge GLR. I've had him on the beer show a million times. 
Uh, he said the sa- same exact thing as Scotty's saying right here. You 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 have to drink through the foam, and he likes the beer at what did we say yesterday? 40, 42 well, degrees, whatever it is. Fifty so you, seems too warm. That to me. I I can't. I personally just can't do that. That's too warm for me. But that's the exact same thing that he's saying as Scott is right now. So let me see if I got this straight. Lay it down, Check bro. this out. Check this out. You mean to tell me mm-hmm. that you get that big head on the beer? Yes. That's what you should be achieving. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. Yes. And you take your gulp through, let the beer come through that right foam. through her. And, and, and you are not absorbing the air and CO2? Isn't that something? So when you pour a beer, you don't have to tilt the glass. I've been always trained. Me too. From my first kegger, tilt the glass so you can fill it and up. And so when you, you'll you discover too, because you like a variety of different beers. I know, Rook, you like a few different yeah. ones as well. Your, uh, I'm trying to think of one that's going to get you. I a just really become giant an IPA head. snob. But but the the hoppier ones are going to be a little bit bigger. So are you know Oktoberfests yep. are going to give you a huge uh, chunk of head in your glass. Well, I'll be damned. Yeah, but it's that, and that's the flavor too. That's what you want. And I now that Scott has written this, I can't count the number of times I've been served a beer that has no head on it, right, uh-huh. all the way to the top. Yep. And they think they're doing you. And a they favor. think they're doing you a favor. And watch when the bartender will pour a Guinness. Mm-hmm. They let it sit. Mm-hmm. They let it sit because it's letting the it's letting the beer breathe. Can I steal that email by the way for tonight's beer show? If you're <laughs> whenever you're done yes. with it. But I, I, if Scott will be listening to this podcast, and I just want him to corroborate, then uh, you drink through the foam, Scott. Is that what you do? Yes, you drink through I think the that's foam. What you're Give that to, to Reavers for tonight's uh, beer show. Thank you, sir. Uh, might we take a pause, please? Okay. I sure. Next stop, the 1950s. The Minnesota Street Route Association's Back to the 50s weekend at the Minnesota State Fairgrounds. Fun for the whole family going back to the 50s. Presented by Napa Auto Parts. Join Napa, TwinCities.com, and McGuire's at the largest car show in the nation happening June 21st through the 23rd. Download a complimentary Metro Transit Pass and ride for free. Visit MSRA.com for details. Got any plans for the weekend? Oh, my God. University of Garage Logic, 98. College of Self-Esteem, zip, nada, nothing. Here's Joe Suchere. In fact, you got to film it next time you guys are doing that. This involves a death, but it is positive. Really? Said the person that died, huh? Dear Joe, on June 4th, we all learned that Deputy Scott Peterson was rightfully going to be arrested and charged for his inaction in Parkland, Florida, where 17 students and staff members were killed by a gunman at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School. In contrast to that discouraging national story, I want to write about Officer John Hetland. It is unlikely that he he will get national coverage, but he should. He was a great living American. Officer Hetland was killed by a gunshot wound in the southeast Wisconsin city of Racine this past Monday night, June 17th. He was off duty meeting a friend for dinner in a bar and grill when a masked gunman entered to rob the bartender. As you can imagine, patrons began screaming and running for the exits. But then there was Officer Hetland. He went straight for the gunman. Unarmed himself, he took on the gunman head-on to protect the people of Racine that he had taken an oath to protect. During a struggle for the gun, Officer Hetland was shot in the chest and died at the scene. The gunman is still at large. He won't be for long. 
Officer Hetland was a prince of his city. He graduated from Racine's Park High School. He was a baseball star in his youth. He lived in Racine his whole life. He adored his young children. He was an exceptional uh, uh, professional police officer for 24 years. He was widely known and well thought of. He proudly protected the people of his city. In the split second that Officer Hetland would have had to make the decisions in that bar and grill, he would have relied on all of his training and all of his experience and his belief in himself and in his tactical abilities to take that gunman out. He got his hands on that gunman, but during a violent fight, he came up just short of taking the gun away from him. Officer Hetland took on the gunman to protect others. In his mind, he had no other choice. He would not second-guess that decision. How do I know this? Years ago, I was John's partner for six months before we both moved on to other police department assignments. I know firsthand how we operated. As arrangements are being made for Officer Hetland's funeral, police officers have not left his side. They have stood vigil with him where he died, and they have been with him on his way to the medical examiner's office in Milwaukee and back. They will be with him standing watch until he is laid to rest. The police 10 code for end of tour is 1042. 1042, Officer Hetland, you were a great living American. Name withheld by my request. This is John's story, not mine. I have desired only to be useful, and I have no desire to be important other than to my wife and children and to the men and women I serve with. And I have his name, uh, but uh, we will respect his, his, uh, yeah. respect his wish to what remain. What a fantastic a email. A pretty positive cop, huh? I also got a... For his bravery. He went in. He went in. I got a note from a law enforcement uh, uh, official uh, who I believe in this case would prefer to remain nameless as well. Okay. And it's a, it's a bit positive. Uh, good morning. I'm forwarding this because of your family ties to Chicago and your frequent visits. A bit of background. The restaurant La Scarola is an outfit hangout, but great Italian. A buddy of mine is a retired Chicago copper who worked his way up to precinct commander over a lifelong career. Every time I visit or my, my wife and I visit, we make it a point to patronize an outfit restaurant. In, in Out East, it's called uh, Wise Guys. In Chicago, okay. it's called the Outfit Guys. Okay. In other words, Connected Guys, right? Uh, every time I visit or my wife and I visit, we make it a point to patronize an outfit restaurant. Of course, my buddy and his wife hosting us. Uh, uh, we have done this over the years, usually when I was working on some sort of case. We did it because we wanted to see how the mob guys would handle our presence. They, of course, could smell us out immediately. And every damn time one of them came over, or one of them comes over and offers to buy us dinner. Every time. We do not accept. But we also know the Bureau is watching each place and has them wired. Our odd sort of fun <laughs> to go in and cause people to shuffle around. So anyway, I highly recommend this place. The food is terrific, and there are lots of civilians in there eating besides a few feds, cops, and the usual outfit guys. And it's called La Scarola, a small Italian place. And he's, he's highly recommending that me and my family dine there. Reservations required. It's tiny but well worth uh, the wait, not only uh, because of the Sopranos' feel to the place, but the food is terrific. Isn't that positive? Man. The fun those cops must have going into a place like that, oh, knowing yes. full well they're nailed right away. <laughs> Rook, I saw your ears perk up. You could walk in there, pretend to have a badge, and get yourself a free meal. Every time. Every time they offer, there I am. Hey, Officer Matt, just reporting for duty here. How you guys doing? What are, what are you, meatballs or what today? Frequent contributor Jordy notes uh, that there is a sunken World War battleship for sale on eBay. And Jordy said what they should have added to the listing is just like on Golden Pond. But boom, boom, boom. Whoa, boom, boom. <laughs> You sucked uh, my battleship, hey, hey. hey, where you going? 
another uh, another note on the uh, art installations regarding the trash collected from Lake Hiawatha. Yeah. This is a positive note from Eric in Black Duck, Minnesota. Okay. I've been to Black Duck. Where Way is it? up Way there. Way up. That's up there. I'm a longtime listener and really enjoy the podcast format. I have a positive Thursday view on the story about the trash art. When the top four corporate contributors to the trash found at Lake Hiawatha were revealed in the story, it struck me that none of these companies would be responsible for the salon-dreaded plastic bag. Mm. It didn't even make the top four. Maybe they are not as big a problem as the salon would have us believe. Just an observation from way up north, a long way from the nation's tallest buildings. Mm. Isn't that something? Mm-hmm. Isn't that something? I got her. She's... Uh... Just north of Bemidji. I've been about there. About a 40-minute 40, 40 drive. I've Let's been see. there. Maybe a lot of lake hour. country up there. Oh, it's Hell beautiful. Yeah. A lot of lake country up there. I hope they're making use of the uh, aquaside pellets to keep the lake free of weeds you know and algae. The aquaside has been helping people maintain Great Lake Shores for more than 60 years with a complete line of lake and pond control products that will take, every, take care of everything from weeds to algae. The products are easy to use. They work right away. They're safe. They're registered with both the EPA and DNR, and their products are completely safe for you, the fish, your family, and the lake. Don't let weeds overtake your lake or pond this summer. Call Aquaside today. They'll help you identify your weed problem and make sure your place looks great all summer long because they can steer you to the right product. They're easy to order online, and they normally ship the same day. Call Aquaside at one 800 328 9350. That's 1 800 328 9350. Or go to aquaside.com. Uh, oh, Gordy uh, Dahlman in Prescott, Wisconsin writes I know that I know you more than most have been disappointed in the direction that journalism has taken in the last several years. So I thought you might appreciate an incredibly well researched and well written article in The Atlantic about the 2014 disappearance of Malaysian Airlines flight MH370. I was very intrigued back when this was being reported on regularly, so I thought I knew most of the story, but this article includes a lot of new information I was not aware of. It is very long, uh, 36 pages to print. Oh. I, re- I read it, by the way, Gordy. I did read it, and I agree with you. It's, it's wonderful. Uh, I have been uh, disgusted by the turn the mainstream media has taken in the last several years, especially since Trump has taken office. I truly think that the media is leading our country toward revolution by convincing half the population they are victims who deserve more than they have in life while making it clear to the other half of the country that the norms and values they cherish will no longer apply if the other half of the country gets their way. So when I say this article is great journalism, I truly mean it. I did read it. It is a really well-reported piece on the disappearance of MH370. And uh, What publication, remind me? It was in the Atlantic Magazine. Gotcha. In the Atlantic Magazine. Might we come back in just a moment? Okay, yes, sir. Don't miss MSRE's Back to the 50s weekend with 12,000 cool cars at the State Fairgrounds June 21st through the 23rd. Meet Dave Kendig and Justin Nichols. Discount tickets at Napa Auto Parts. Show details at MSRA.com. Okay, I'm I'm just going to come right out and say it. DKMags.com is the best gun shop in the Twin Cities. Firearms aficionado Kenny here. And it was actually a CI girl that told me about her great experience at DKMags.com in New Brighton. She had just got her carry permit. She was looking for a target gun. And not only did she find the right firearm at DKMags, but she found amazing customer service. I've purchased firearms and accessories from them, and I've also used their gunsmiths, and they are wonderful. 
Check out the website, dkmags.com, or stop into the shop in New Brighton, and you'll see why it's the only gun shop for me, dkmags.com. Truth, Justice, and the Suture. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One word. Yeah. It begins. <laughs> what does? Yeah. Friday? I love being oh, done this with, is Thursday. I love being done with this podcast early. <laughs> On a day like today. Positive Thursday. I've really done a really good job today. I, I'm impressed. Yeah. Um, I almost lost it on the salon a there. A little but, bit. A little yeah, bit. Yeah, okay. A comprehensive study from a number of organizations, including one funded by Russian billionaire Yuri Milner, Yuri. found no evidence of extraterrestrial, li- extraterrestrial life among more than 1,300 stars in close proximity to Earth, a hunt that spanned more than three years. After excluding events with characteristics consistent with terrestrial radio interference, we are left with zero candidates. No aliens. None. Nothing. Nothing. Huh? Nothing. Published uh, in the Astrophysical Journal, the study looked at 1,327 stars close to Earth and found no glaringly obvious evidence of uh, extraterrestrial life. University of California Berkeley astrophysicist Danny Price said in an interview with Live Science, There's no amazingly advanced civilizations trying to contact us with incredibly powerful transmitters. Well, there you have it, Perfect. Folks. You ain't got nothing to worry mm-hmm. about. That doesn't explain these uh, Navy pilots uh, discovering uh, uh, strange flying objects. But Although it's disappointing that the search did not turn up any obvious signs of life, Price added that it's possible the search used wrong frequencies to listen in or signals that were blocked by radio interference on Earth. 1,138 stars were observed using the Green Bank Radio Telescope in West Virginia, the remaining 189 stars were observed with the Parkes telescopes in New South Wales, Australia. Combined, these observations constitute the most comprehensive survey for radio evidence of advanced life around nearby stars ever undertaken, improving on the results of the Enriquez et al., whatever that is, in both sensitivity and number of stars. So there's, a, you know, they, they had the telescopes. They were looking, you know, waiting for somebody to come out of the house up there or something, get in the car. They Yuri, didn't see a thing. Yuri Milner is a Russian entrepreneur, venture capitalist, and physicist. Uh-huh. Wharton School of University, Moscow State University. He is uh, worth $3.6 billion at 57. Good well, then him. he was connected somehow yeah. because the oligarchs all just plundered the resources of the commies. And they are enjoying the fruits of that. But yeah. Uh, not most of the people there. That's not positive, is it? That's just not. No, no, that's just not positive. It slipped, though. Well, yeah. Remember our friend uh, Rick Anderson? His life's been touched by uh, uh, cystic fibrosis. Oh, yes. With yes. that granddaughter, Ava. She's doing great, by the way. Uh, he said, well, maybe I have a million-dollar idea, but maybe not. I had a couple of hours to kill before heading to a thing, and I went out to the garage to kill some time while catching up on the podcast. I found some garage wood and put this sign together. Please, no comments on the low current CI. It's pathetic. I know. I'm working on it. I thought you might like the ability to change CI numbers in garage logic status as decreed by the mayor. 
The under a million dollar idea would be to have someone with graphic design experience come up with a nice design that allows listeners to show off their CI or lack thereof and their status in Gumption County. Your sponsors could help promote their wares as well. These signs could be sold online or at your remote recording sessions or even the fair. I think they would sell well. You could find a manufacturer, better still, and list some garage logicians to build them for you. The one picture was put together by a, in a very short time and is a prototype, and I am drawing a better design for its replacement. Isn't that neat? Yes. Okay, we've done this before. Didn't we have a, a for sale at the fair years ago where uh, you could uh, flip the numbers in, of your CI? Yes. Okay, it was so just it's, a, it's, it's, it's not a new idea, Rick, but it's a good idea. A really good idea. But we've done this. Yeah, you punch it with those. It's like a digital number. You could punch in 28 or yeah. 65. We had a pretty good deal. We had up to 99. If you had 99, you, you didn't need that sign. Mm-hmm. If you had over 99. I want to read this, too, because I just think it's hilarious. This is from uh, Tanner. Uh, he's a North Dakota oil field correspondent. Okay. Wow. Listening to the June 19 podcast, I had a much different view than you of the fellow suing brew dog for discrimination because he couldn't buy a pink IPA. Remember that story? Yes. yes. I think the fellow was windmilling the windmillers. BrewDog decided to put their full virtue on display by creating a pink IPA and selling it at a cheaper price to those who identify as female as a way to draw attention to the gender pay gap. Maybe if they had simply stated that the beer was only for females, he wouldn't have identified as female and subsequently sued. But, but here's the part I want to read the email about. Okay. Also, I would like to attempt an amateur link. The student council of the high school I attended some eight years ago decided to hold a cute little end-of-school get-together. They invited the student body to arrive at school early to watch the sunrise from the high school hill. The school is situated so that on one side of the school, the land drops away and you can sit with your back against the brick wall and look out over the town. They even got the local coffee shop to spring a few carafts of java and some donuts. Everything was in place for a wonderful morning. However, there was just one small problem the kids didn't take into account. The high school hill faces west. I distinctly remember spending a day out in the woods behind my elementary school with our science teacher, learning to tell direction from the sun, how to use a compass, and other basic direction skills. Now, many of us at Nisswa Elementary needed this teaching, but I'm willing to guess uh, that this is not something current elementary school kids are learning. We are losing our relationship with nature, and it could be starting with the failed academy. Yep. Everybody, let's gather to watch the sunrise. Here it comes. Where where is it? Where is it? And they're all staring west. Wait a minute. Mm. Why do we have all these shadows behind us? (laughs) P.S. He wants wants us to think about having a phone line that listeners could call in uh, if we gave them the time. And he said, it would be wonderful because no one would know what you were talking about, and it might be hilarious. Hate to say it, but I kind of miss hearing Ingy. Ooh. Makes one of us. And then he wants to know, will you be riding your e-bike at the fair? I don't think I can bring my e-bike onto the grounds. Uh, I'm talking about the Bintelli e-bike that I bought last weekend from uh, EcoFun Motorsports. Next time you're at Grunhofer's, go five miles uh, further north up 61 to downtown downtown, uh, Forest Lake, and there's EcoFun Motorsports. They uh, sell uh, the the electric assist bikes that I've been telling you about, and I'm terribly satisfied. It's, it's living up to everything I've ever claimed about it. Also, EcoFund sells affordable scooters, uh, mopeds, youth ATVs, youth snowmobiles. 
but electric bikes are taking off. They're fantastic. Uh, not to mention a full line of Yamaha motorcycles uh, at EcoFun. Now, this Bintelli e-bike, I got a bronze-colored one. You pedal it on your own, or you can use the motor assist to make the pedaling easier, or you can just sit there and not pedal and scoot along using the throttle. They're incredible. They're a lot of fun to ride, lightweight, durable, comfortable, and designed to tackle any terrain. Stop in and see for yourself and take an electric bike test ride. No other store in Minnesota offers an on-the-floor display of electric bikes that compares to what you will see at EcoFun. And you're not going to pay the crazy prices that you pay at bike shops that exclusively sell only bicycles. EcoFunMotorsports.com, right in downtown Forest Lake. I don't know how this happens every time you mention something about getting a phone line here on the podcast. But however it's possible, Gil always manages to call in every time you bring this up. Gil? Hello, Joe. Gil. Joe. Yes? It's Gil. How you doing? Well, Gil, how did you know to call? We don't. We have not released a number. I don't even know what time it is. What's what the time? One one thirty. That's not one thirty yet. It's about a little after one twenty, which is uh, close enough. What your what's bottle? Your bottle close enough. Oh, I bet Gil's calling about the Mauer celebration over the weekend. Yeah, how's he doing for you this year? He hit one home run. He's not on a team anymore, Gil. Gil, he retired. What? He retired. Is that why you have the big party for him? Yeah. I thought that was just for his uh, birthday. No, it's... Uh, that I, was thought he was, I thought he was injured again, but so, you know, I, I didn't notice. I've been out of town for uh, I've been out of town for a while. Doing what? Oh, I went down to Venezuela. Why there? Uh, they were real cheap down there. Yeah. You, get, uh, you can get a really cheap beer. They got, uh, they got a lot of stuff going on. I didn't know that. That's why I got such a good deal. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of poverty there, a lot of socialism. Is it really working out for him? Yeah, I didn't really want to stay too long. I, want, I don't speak Spanish. I see. Uh, well, you, you apparently are not following the Twins this year. They're doing very well. They have a 10-game lead in the AL Central. I know that they were, uh, they're, they're number one, but that's all I do. We don't get, they don't do the games down there. If they do, they do them in Spanish, and I, cannot, I don't speak Spanish. Yeah. Well, you're back now, though. You could follow the team now. Yeah, I just got back uh, last night. That's oh, okay. why I wanted to call to tell you this uh, Mauer situation, but I did not know he was uh, off the team. Yeah, he's not they, on the team they anymore. They kicked him off. He retired at the end of last year. Uh, yeah, Gil. they kicked him off because he couldn't. It's a Mauer jinx down there in first place. Well, Gil, uh, you know, some people might share that sentiment. I'm not sure it's a terribly popular one right now. Not just, uh, you know, sometimes you lose, other you win sometimes too. That's right. <laughs> That's right. You know, you know, you know, Gil, you're reminding me why we don't have a phone line. <laughs> oh, this is good. I got this uh, phone line from Reavers. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'll have a. I'm going to have a talk with Reavers about that because we don't want to be giving this phone line out. No, you said open line. Yeah. What is the number here? It's six five one. No. Four six. No. <laughs> no, we're not going to give out that number, Gil. No. No. Okay, we won't give it out. But uh, hey, what are you doing tonight? It's none of your business. Oh, okay. I'm gonna just gonna I'm gonna sit out and have a couple of PBRs. I'm okay. gonna make that cowboys. Yep. I'm gonna get out my uh with the lawn chair. You know those old lawn chairs, the old school ones? The kind of the nylon ribbing one, you know, the green and white ribbed nylon. Yeah, they don't last too long. And no. plus uh I had uh, uh, uh was it last two Last time I was out in the backyard, we had a little uh, uh, a shindig with uh, with Harv came over. Yep. And uh, Harv likes to smoke. Yep. And he fell asleep. Yep. 
and he burned the whole damn thing down. The chair? Yeah, he put a cigarette right on it. Yeah, well, was he still in it when this happened? That's what's funny. He was sitting right there. Yeah. Well, is he okay? No, no he, we woke him up. He got some light burns. We put some uh, ointment. Yeah. I have a special uh, fire salve. You have some salve for that? Yeah, we put him on. He's, we cleaned him up good. He's fine now. Okay. Gil, well, he's coming over, but you can come over. I, I'll give you. I'll tell you, we're going to have some good time. <laughs> Gil, thank you very much. For what? <laughs> Is there, are we done? Yes, we're done. Oh, okay. Call, right. uh, talk to you later. Good to talk to you. And I'll get up on my uh, malware information. So I can't, I've got to pick somebody else now. All right. Goodbye. Goodbye, right. Gil. Okay. Thank you. That was Gil. All right. We haven't heard from him at all. All right. I'll, let's just do that. Okay. All right. All right. All right. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Souchere. Positive Thursday. Can't be festive Friday already for you. Yeah, I think it's... <laughs> Even college students are condemning Alexandria Occasional Cortex's concentration camp remarks. Are you aware of these remarks? Yep. Some students are coming out in full force against Representative Alexandria Occasional Cortex's remarks comparing immigration and customs enforcement detention centers to concentration camps. She is really a dreadful woman, isn't she? Yes. On Monday night, she went on an Instagram rant blasting the detention centers. The U.S. is running concentration camps on our southern border, and that is exactly what they are, she insisted. They are concentration camps. What an insult to six million Jews who died in what were really concentration camps. The freshman lawmaker added that people who are concerned enough with humanity to say never again, that means something, should stand up and make a difference. It's not analogous, you fool. Oh, that's not positive. Uh, Campus Reform's Cabot Phillips visited the campus at George Washington University in Washington, D.C., along with a copy of Occasional Cortex's remarks. Liberal and conservative students alike blasted the Democrat for her remarks, with many insisting that she owes the American public an apology for such a comparison. Here's an example of what some of the students said. Uh, You can't be throwing the word concentration camps around. I think she's extreme. To call them concentration camps where, you know, people are being killed in mass or killed indiscriminately is a reach. This is so heavily associated with the Holocaust and genocide. I see what she's trying to do, but I think it's she's not very good. I think this was an embarrassment to the Democratic Party. Concentration camp is a lousy comparison. I think she owes a major apology to the American people. Of course she does, but she won't apologize. She keeps doubling down. She's a fool. That's not very positive. What's positive is the kids aren't buying it. Kids aren't yeah, buying it. That is good. That's if, good. If you took her, this is a serious question. If you took, if you blindfolded her and, and took her into an RF Moeller jewelry store yep. and then took the blindfold off, what do you think her reaction would be? Um, she would be, she would say, there are beautiful, beautiful pieces here. No, I think she'd have a few questions before that. Right. She'd be ecstatic. She would be. Of course she would be. Because she'd, she'd want the same stuff that everybody else exactly. got, even though she pretends that she's a, a Marxist. Right. She'd go right to the probably the, the diamond rings and see what, see what they have. Well, RF Moeller Jeweler is the best place to uh, buy your watches and jewelry and diamonds and earrings and necklaces and you name it. They have the best in the world. But they also will buy your vintage watches, jewelry, diamonds, and colored gemstones. They've been doing this for more than 40 years. They have a great, great inventory of pre-owned diamonds, gemstones, estate, and antique jewelry, and vintage watches. They are truly the experts. 
Their customers have an insatiable appetite for all things pre-owned, and they are always looking for diamonds, watches, and jewelry to fill that need. I've been telling you for years it's the only jewelry store I've ever used, and that's the truth. The, the molars are friends of mine. I have loved the service. I have loved the products. And uh, even when a bill gets sprung on me by someone in the house that I didn't know was going to molars, <laughs> I can't get angry because I know they got the right product. Exactly. But it's not only the best place to buy, but remember, it's the best place to sell your pre-owned watches and jewelry. And right now, uh, through June 29th, $50 off your watch repair because they also have the greatest in-house jewelry and watch repair that you're going to find. And your uh, your items never leave the store. <clears throat> never leave the store. RF Moeller Jeweler, 50th in France. In other words, they don't ship them out. They got their own guys. They got a guy. They got I've people. They got I've people. Been I've been the down tour. there. Been on the tour. RF Moeller Jeweler, 50th in France in Edina, Ford in Cleveland in St. Paul, Gavaday Common in downtown Minneapolis, or online at RF Moeller, M-O-E-L-L-E-R, rfmoeller.com. How about that? The college kids are on to AOC. That's a ray of hope on Positive Thursday. Is the party itself going to start to eat itself alive? Because that's what I feel when I hear a story like that. Well, go back to reparations and the uh, emailers. Burgess Owens. Uh, Yeah. Could this be the end of the salon? Could people suddenly realize, what are these people pandering to here? This is ridiculous. I don't know that it's the end of the salon. Oh, I wish it was. I I do, too. But it, it will cement... The big guy staying in the White House, the more that this stuff keeps happening. Do you want a ray of hope? Yes. In my home <clears throat> the other morning, um, it's always on Channel 5. Good Morning America, followed by Kelly, and followed by The View that's on there as well. One of my daughters, Sophia, was watching, and they were talking about Bernie Sanders on The View. Mm-hmm. And Gabriel was having his breakfast, and they made something... They said something about Bernie Sanders, and Sophia said, oh, now is that the, guy, the old guy the, uh, that ran for president? And Gabe responded with, yes, he's a socialist. He's the most leftist of them all. Do not ever vote for him. They shouldn't even be talking about him because he's a complete idiot. Wonderful. I just thought as an eighth grader, a ninth grader that's now, fantastic. that's the future. Yep. He would be one to say, AOC, you're an idiot. Yep. Well, that's what we need. I'll he's, give myself a ray of hope. He's there, pushing back. Today's ray of hope. I love that your daughter said, "Is that the old guy?" And then they just switched <laughs> it to she, Sophia switched it to the Kardashians or something like that. They're so. all old guys. There's a lot of old guys running. Yeah, but again, in this in this country, what, what did Mitch McConnell say the other day? I don't know. America's sin ended when Barack Obama was elected president. I think so. So does Burgess Owens. Quit doing me favors. Maybe it's the end of the salon. What better note to close out a positive Thursday than that? Maybe we're witnessing the collapse of the salon. Here, here. I can't believe you gave Gil the number. Well, I can't believe Don't start that trend. Don't start that trend. Hey, garagelogic.com, the 4th of July is coming up, and you're going to be hanging out with a bunch of family members and friends. Tell them, make sure they know about the podcast. I told my mother... Uh, about she has two friends that went to Monroe and wanted to listen to the podcast. I said, you just go to garagelogic.com and you hit play. You can also subscribe as well, but go to garagelogic.com, find out all the other features that we have going on for you. It's very entertaining. What's on Joe's bookshelf? The uh, comics, Garage Logic comics from Greg Holcomb. And if you'd like to be a sponsor to the podcast, we love brand new sponsors and we love the ones that have been tried and true. Check it out, Garage Logic podcast version. Oh, yeah. Table Talk with Rookies Family features 
my dad. So if you want to get insight, check it out and download that as well. Garage Logic podcast version. We'll catch you next time.